0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Jay Cost. And Jay, you start off an incredibly passionate piece with a quote from a Republican insider who says, we're riding the Donald Trump train all the way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or to oblivion. It's one of the two.
1: Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> it's just oblivion. Uh, you know, look, I, I wrote the piece because of this pushback that we're getting now from a from a lot of I don't want to call them establishment Republicans. Let's call them stalwarts. Just sort of the party loyalists in the RNC, the people who are kind of in the convention system that are going to try and stop the dump Trump movement. And, you know, the argument they're making, the arguments plural to me are just really specious. And and one of the arguments that was laid out was that, you know, look, it's either Trump or or it's You know, disaster. We're going to lose. We're going to to win or lose with Trump is basically what they're saying. Um, And the point of my piece today was, no, you're going to lose with Trump. You're not going to win with Trump. So it's either we dump Trump in Cleveland in four weeks, or Hillary Clinton is the is the forty fifth president of the United
0: States. Now, Jay, I want to stop right there because you're going. I I want to hear your case for why it's certain oblivion. But can I just ask a question? Am I I wrong to think that it's Kind of crazy for a political party to take that gamble. I mean, you know, the Democrats nominated McGovern. They knew he was going to struggle, but they didn't. They didn't believe that the life of their party was on the line. You know, maybe Bob Dole wasn't the greatest presidential candidate in history, but party, you know, it wasn't an existential gamble to make him the nominee. I firmly agree with that Republican insider. It, it, if Donald Trump wins. We'll have a forever different Republican Party. But if Donald Trump loses, the party's just done. Does a sane political organization take that gamble in the first place? I don't think so.
1: Um, And look, I think that there's a huge difference between 2016, and you mentioned McGovern in 72 and Dole in 96. You know, neither of them were great candidates. McGovern was a pretty gosh darn terrible candidate. Um, but the Democrats were bound to lose that year. You know. Um, all, of the, all of the structural advantages favored Nixon's reelection that year, um, and the same thing in 96 with Dole versus Clinton. You know? Was Bob Dole the ideal candidate to select? No, he, he, he wasn't. He wasn't a great candidate. But everything favored uh, the Democrats that year. Now this is a year where Alan Abramowitz, who is a professor of political science at Emory University and pretty sympathetic to the Democratic Party um, as a commentator, but he has a predictive model that shows the Republicans winning this year. Uh, And his response to the model is this this predictive result is don't believe my model (laughs) because my, my model presumes a political party that hasn't lost its marble and doesn't nominate somebody that, you know, three fifths of the country detests. And I think he's got a point. I I don't really share any of Abramo with his politics, but I think on this point, I think he's absolutely correct. So, So. what
0: is wrong? why, Why do you say that it's certain? oblivion because i saw uh paul manafort on tv this weekend he said the campaign hasn't really started they've got 16 states he specifically said that they were going to have organizations on the ground and no one has fired up the voters like donald trump why are you jay so certain that it's oblivion
1: well look i mean you know you always have to keep a caveat in there you know because you know just sort of you, you, you never know anything to assert or to something crazy can happen and blah, 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 you know? Um, but look, I think that beyond that, that the, the, the polling data is just so bad for, for Trump and, and his financing is just so bad. And as a candidate, he's just so bad. And, you know, if you're trying to make a, a, an argument for for trump winning this i i really have trouble seeing a data point that you can hang your hat on you know just let's take him run it down you know first of all he's down by seven points nationwide to hillary clinton which is a terrible position to be in um second of all he's under 40 percent in the polling averages which is a terrible position to be in and third of all you know he's universally known i mean this is not like You know, nominating Michael Dukakis in 1988, where, you know, people didn't really get really didn't know him very well, you know, or even Al Gore in 2000, who was still at this point more or less under Clinton's shadow, you know, until the Democratic Convention in Los Angeles. You know, Gore was still more or less under under Bill Clinton's shadow. You know, people didn't really have very close engagement with, with Al Gore. You know, Donald Trump is a known commodity. Well, people know him, but people have known him for 30 years. He's been making headlines, usually bad headlines, but he's been making headlines for 30 years. And when you look at his favorable rating, you know, his favorable rating is like 34 percent. His unfavorable rating is 60 percent. This is a terrible number. And that, and that ex- explains the polls. And And so – you know, the fact that he's losing, it's not like he's losing because people don't know him. It's he's losing because people know him and they really don't like him.
0: But it doesn't matter because he's a brilliant businessman and he's going to raise all this money and brilliantly maximize the value of the money while Hillary Clinton is wastefully spending hers.
1: Yeah, that's the, exactly that's the premise that the Trump campaign wants you to believe. But I don't believe it. Um, you know, his fundraising, his, his fundraising numbers for the month of May were truly wretched. He raised $3 million in the month of May. He has about a $1 million cash on hand. These are truly appalling numbers, Michael, especially considering the fact that he had the primary wrapped up on May the 3rd. So the entire month of May, with the exception of just three days, was really spent what should have been spent in an effort of unifying the party and donors coming in and getting, getting this sh- operation off the ground. He didn't do any of that. He's so far – Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, was still fighting off Bernie Sanders through the entire month of May, and by the end of the month had 40 million dollars cash on hand. Trump had had a million, so he doesn't have any money. And moreover, you start, you know, like the RNC after his wretched, mind-numbingly awful fundraising numbers came out, and the RNC started touting all this, you know, all the money they'd raised online in a couple days, which, you know, bought them a good story or two out of Politico and the Washington Post. But anybody who knows campaign finance knows that, you know, that's not how you that's not how you fund a presidential campaign. You know, you do it one of two ways, right? You you, I, you get the big donors in and the bundlers to sort of do the things that you know George W. Bush and Hillary Clinton did. You wrangle all these people in, or you spend a ton of time and effort building a grassroots network of donors like Bernie Sanders did, and Barack Obama did both, which is why he was such a fundraising juggernaut. Trump has done neither. Okay, Trump pulled in a couple, you know, a couple million dollars. He's got a nice pop out of out of you know his first web blast or whatever. Uh, pulled in an, a nice pop on um, you know uh, some online donations, but he doesn't have a net nationwide fundraising infrastructure in place, and you know the donors in the Republican Party are lukewarm at best about him, and he hasn't made any investment into a grassroots network of you know fundraising like Bernie Sanders or. You know, like Howard Dean did back in two thousand four. He didn't have any of that. He doesn't have any of this, Michael. So we're what? We're four months out from the general election. He's got a million dollars in the bank. His his favorable rating is at thirty six percent. Hillary Clinton has literally literally has thirty times the amount of money that he has right now in the bank. Okay. He is he is done. Unless unless Hillary Clinton gets indicted. He is
0: done. Well, Jay Koss, I know you're wrong because Donald Trump has the magic word Brexit. Doesn't Brexit right. prove that the world is just ready for change and to throw out the insiders and you well, can't you know, trust it's, the polls?
1: It's, it's funny you mentioned that, Michael, because the world, you know, our country is ready for change. As a matter of fact, the ABC News Washington Post poll you know, showed, showed the country overwhelmingly unhappy with the status quo in this country. And when they asked people, do you think that we should – the next president should continue the policies of Barack Obama or do you think they should go in a new direction? Overwhelmingly said new direction. And yet that very same poll showed Trump down – I mean the average of polls has Trump down seven points. I think that poll had him down like 15 points or something
0: Eleven. Something like
1: that. 11 points. Yeah. Right? So what's that tell you? That tells you while the country is interested in a change – They are not interested in a change brought about by some two-bit con man who scammed his way into the Republican nomination. So look, and this is the thing. This is why I wrote the piece, because, you know, and you see this in these stories about these stalwart Republican delegates who are like, oh, it's Trump or bust. Okay, it's bust. It's not it's not Trump goes to the White House or it's bust. It's we dumped this guy in Cleveland in July and we take our chances by that route and hope that we can, you know, we can win the White House that way. Or we lose to Hillary Clinton with Trump. Those are our options. That's it. Trump is not going to be the 45th president of the United States, barring some catastrophic event that happens that hits the Democrats. You know, like that's, that's where I think we are right now. I don't see any data, any hard evidence to suggest any other conclusion except that. So delegates who are going to Cleveland in July should recognize that a vote on the floor of the convention in Cleveland for Donald Trump is a vote for Hillary Clinton. It is a vote for a generation or more of liberal democratic dominance of the Supreme Court. It is a vote that tosses the Senate majority away, and it is a vote that endangers the house majority that's it
0: you know somewhere donald trump is wearing a black mask and cape holding his fingers about an inch apart going jay cost (sighs) i find your lack of faith disturbing and then he uses his jedi powers of the sith to destroy you and win the election Why don't you grasp that? He's just a magical political figure who makes magical things happen, Jay Cost, I know because my Twitter feed tells me that every day. Jay Cost, thanks so much for your uh, comments, and I'm sure that once President Trump opens up his re-education camp, you'll get your own wing.
1: I'm sure I'm going to get audited on something awful.
0: You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.